up the phone when you lose in the clutch. Yeah, such and such, man. It's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind. How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find. I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind. In Atlanta, in New York, trying to build a shot. Real talk, these days it's hard to stay sober. Switching time zones, it's a four-hour layover. Fifth stop, hot blood shot, red from the doja. I find hard because I can't flow in the soda. You can tell I'm clever, doja. You in the corporate office somewhere over there. You with the Range Rover.
different blades Got me dazing off in outer space Working out my next chest move A hole in the game to break through In the meantime, I just grind and pray dudes Rhyme and say you rather die than shot you Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise The face and egos so are much better than you My flow is clever fly, so I can never lose Nobody shaded, laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it. Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby. If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me. Yeah, yeah. You've been listening to Long Road Home. It's DJ Food, Cannon Music Quick Hit. Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Food. Hit Clever, at Clever. Shout out to. The information station that's waking up the nation. High frequency radio network. Sync up. This is how I think blowed out of my mind. Feeling like committing a crime. Get a lot for that. I won't snitch. I ain't dropping a dime. I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line. I'm representing my man's on the block. The chopper working move grams on.
Black. Peace to God. Peace, everyone. I trust y'all can hear me. I didn't do a mic check. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, Soap L, Seeker of Truth L. Speaker of Truth L. And yes, I'm the host of The Foundation, where we understand incorrect information. Incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information. Incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking to, you know, apply correct information correctly here on the foundation. Foundation, just so y'all know, man, you know, we're all about the entity. Uh, what entity are you, you, you using to do business with in the public, and how is that benefiting you and your family for playing games? So, with that being said, let's get started. Appreciate that. Uh, as I always do, all praises, thanks, and honors due to the Creator and the ancestors. But with them, we definitely would not be here, none of us. I want to say peace and big up to Big Brother Yusuf L. HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com, Creator Extraordinaire. Um, PrivateSideSolutions.com. I pulled it up and the site might have been down. So, you know, go to PrivateSideSolutions.com and make that, you know, make that happen. Check out the big brothers. For as usual and as always, welcome to TheFoundation.com where you can, you know, find the foundation and all its glory. You can, you know, do many things at TheFoundation.com or welcome to TheFoundation.com, excuse me. And sign up for the email list and invest in your private ed- education by checking out some PDFs that are free. Just download them, take them. You never know. The site might go down and you can't access the PDFs anymore. So definitely download those PDFs. Um, you can find the Facebook page, you can find the Twitter page, the Instagram page. You can make a donation. You can also book a consultation. All of these at the same place. Is welcome to the foundation.com. And as always, I want to say peace to all the listeners, all the live listeners, all the live callers, the internet listeners, archive listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners. You got a two cans on the string listeners. I want to say peace to all the listeners. I don't you know how, how are you checking out the show? How are you listening? Just, you know, peace, respect. Uh, and I can definitely appreciate, even though Yusuf is back on Blog Talk Radio, you know, the foundation numbers are still staying steady. So that makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Like, definitely, definitely appreciate all the listeners. Definitely. I want to say peace to all the trustees. Salute. Definitely. And all those invested in their private education, whether it's with the foundation or not. Uh, trustee training is important. Knowing how to administer these entities is important. Just going throwing stuff into an entity, assigning income, putting it in the accounts, not good enough. Good luck with that. Not only are trust tax at 39.6%, if you don't do the right thing, but also, you know, there's penalties, fees, and stuff involved in that. So salute to all those invested in their private education and not just, you know, trying to be cool. You know, it's cool to be woke. I hate that word. I really do. It's an ignorant word, man, as far as I'm concerned. Um... 
So I, I would say, you know, as as we rise about that, as we rise and our understanding, our understanding rises, um, our understanding rises, our overstanding rises, you know, we continue to invest in our education privacy. So, you know, peace to all those people doing that. I want to say peace to anyone that I've done business with in the private, anyone who sent well wishes, an email over current event. Or anyone who else, I'm sorry, anyone else who is otherwise added to the foundation. Definitely want to say peace to you. We're going to jump out. We gonna, here we go. Uh, business trust versus business held by trust. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet most people have never heard those two different concepts. Like, hold on, what? What do you mean business trust or business held by trust? Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Why not? I mean, let's do that. First, let's get into these current events, man. I got one, two, three, four, five. I'm going to get through these, all right, real quick. First, Reuters. Reuters. GM cutting 4,000 workers in its latest round of restructure. I don't know if you know, GM announced that it was going to lay off 15,000 employees. So uh, said it, General Motors said it was starting to hand pink slips to about 4,000 salaried workers in the latest round of restructuring announced in late November that will ultimately shrink its white-collar workforce in North America by 15%. A lot. If it's 54,000 workers, you know, that's a, you know that's, that's a nice number. Two people briefed on the cut said GM is cutting hundreds of jobs at its information technology centers in Texas, Georgia, Arizona, and Michigan, and more than 1,000 jobs at its Warren, Michigan Tech Center. GM is filing um, new required mass layoff notices with state agencies and disclosed the cuts to lawmakers. The largest U.S. automaker announced in November would cut a total of about 15,000 jobs and end production at five North American plants. The cuts include eliminating about 8,000 salaried workers, or about 15%. GM cut 1,500 contract workers in December and said 2,300 salaried workers accepted buyouts. These, These actions are necessary to secure the future of the company, including preserving thousands of jobs in the U.S. and globally. We are taking action now while the overall economy and job market are strong. Increasing the ability of impacted employees to continue to advance in their careers should they choose to do so. This is spokesman Pat Morrissey for General Motors. He said the bulk of the cuts should be completed in the next two weeks. That's crazy. Uh, you know, uh, if you don't know, let me let you let me tell you that more often than not, when companies, especially larger corporations, start to have issues, you know, with uh, Profits, with uh, too high of expenses, or you know something of the like. First thing they do is cut laborers. First thing they do, you know, cut, they're gonna cut laborers. So you know, I think I say it's always it's always important to have a fallback. You know, start your own business on the side right now. Do it today. Um, you don't have to quit your job if you have a job, but I mean, you know, if you start your business right now and anything happens with your job. It's going to impact you a little less. Just don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's all I'm saying. You know, this corporate situation can get pretty dicey. And you want to stay on your toes and keep your options open. Uh, let me see. SoftBank, CNN Business, SoftBank and Uber, car makers under pressure, EM earnings. 
SoftBank is getting a boost from some of its huge tech investments. Japanese company said Wednesday that its operating profit increased 60% in the final quarter of 2018. Saudi-backed SoftBank Vision Fund was pumped more than $45 billion into tech companies around the world and has more than $50 billion still to spend. Investments in Uber and WeWork accounted for a big chunk of SoftBank's income service, plus the company lost money on NVIDIA, the graphics processors and stuff for computers, whose shares plunged toward the end of 2018. Earnings from Toyota and Dahmer are adding to worries over the strength of the global auto industry. I don't understand why people be texting me when I'm doing shows, man. Uh... Toyota downgraded its full-year financial forecast on Wednesday, today. The Prius maker said its sales in North America um, Okay, so I just got a text that one of the homies' daughters might be Oh, okay, um, I mean, I can't think about that. Toyota downgraded its full-year financial forecast today. The Prius maker said its sales in North America declined in the final three months of last year. Shares in Toyota dropped as much as 1.5% in Tokyo before recovering. Some ground to close at uh, down just a little under a percent. Dahmer said its earnings statement today that its operating profit in the fourth quarter dropped 22% compared to the previous year. The German car maker also cut its dividend. The company said its performance during 2018 didn't reflect the strong demand for its vehicles. 2018 was a, a year of strong headwinds with an ongoing diesel, diesel debate, the changeover to new emissions test method, and global trade disputes. Uh, I'm going to skip that. I'm going to go on to the next one. I don't want to run out of time, y'all. Okay, so Reuters Wall Street rally pauses after underwhelming revenue forecasts. U.S. stocks edged lower today as video game makers gave disappointing revenue forecasts and investors awaited developments on U.S. and China trade relations. The benchmark S&P and the NASDAQ were weighed down by declines in shares of electronic arts, which tumbled 13.3% after the video game publisher forecast full-year revenue below Wall Street estimates. The sharp drop pulled down shares of rival video game publisher Activision Blizzard Incorporated, which fell 10%. Uh, the slump in video game stocks contributed to a 1.5% decline in the S&P. Despite the fall, Wall Street's indexes remain near two-month highs. The market is feeling a little exhausted after we've had a nice run in January and early February. This is Nathan Thuft, Global Head of Asset Allocation at Manulite Asset Management in Boston. Investors cited a void of catalyst for market gain. So there's no catalyst, nothing to cause gains in the market. Trade talks are probably the thing that's really intriguing to the market, but that's in March. U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said trade talks with China last week were very productive and confirmed that he and other officials will travel to Beijing for the next round of meetings. That's about it, y'all. I'm going to go on to the next one. That's um, all Reuters. That's definitely Wall Street rally pauses after underwhelming revenue forecast. They're going to blame it on the revenues? Possibly. That's a reason for, you know, the stall on, you know, quote, Wall Street. Not me personally. I think it has more to do with the Federal Reserve backing up on the rates, rate hikes because I think the last time they hiked the rates, they was like, oh, the economy's strong. We're going to do more rate hikes. And 
blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly they're talking about we're near the range or something. They said, he said something weird. Jerome Powell said something weird, which made me think, like, they ain't going to hike the next time, and they do. So I think it has more to do with the Fed's no longer hiking the interest rates um, more than, you know, what they're trying to say moving forward, CNBC, U.S. Treasury yields move lower as investors monitor Fed species. See? Can I say it better myself? The yield on the benchmark 10, excuse me, 10-year Treasury note, which moves inversely, the price was lower at around 2.702%, while the yield on the 30-year Treasury bond was unchanged at 3.038%. Man, that's very, very close to each other. I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of pundits and, you know, talking heads will talk about this, uh, the, the inversion of the yield curve and how that indicates recession. And, you know, it's true. You look at the numbers and um, the history, you know, every not every time, but most times, I think it's one time it didn't happen. But every time other than that, when the, you know, the, the yield curve inverted, inverted truly as recession did happen. I think 2.7 and 3.03 are very close to each other. We're talking about uh, less than three-tenths of a percent. To me, that, that, is, that is significant. Federal Reserve Jerome Powell is scheduled to speak in Washington, D.C. this evening, actually. He might even be speaking now. The U.S. Central Bank Chairman is expected to deliver opening remarks and answer questions on monetary policy at a town hall meeting with the future. I'm going to go on to the next one. Treasury yields move lower as investors monitor Fed speeches. Auction. That's CNBC. Y'all can check that out if you want to. I'm moving forward to the Wall Street Journal. Y'all hear about this? So, the founder of this cryptocurrency, or this cryptocurrency exchange, um, he died, right? And apparently there's $136 million stuff. Let me just read a little bit of this. A uh, crypto mystery. Is $136 million stuck or is it missing? Exchange says customer holdings are trapped in an electric vault after founders reported death. The research, researchers aren't so sure. I don't know. A Canadian cryptocurrency exchange says about $136 million worth of customers' holdings are stuck in an, in an, in an electronic vault. That's, kinda, that's, that's hard to say. In an electronic vault. Because the company's founder and sole employee died without sharing the password. But two independent researchers say publicly available transaction records associated with Quadrica CX suggest the money may be gone, not stuck. The perils of having cryptocurrency, perils of not physically holding your assets. I feel bad for anybody, you know, who invested in that exchange and came up dry. But, you know, these are things to look out for. And, you know, to think about, I think, um, I think, you know, I think it's too bad. And I think, you know, you know, I, there's a bunch of stories of people losing, you know, millions of dollars in Bitcoin or, you know, different cryptocurrencies because they can't remember the password or so on and so forth. And it's just, I can't remember the password to my email, let alone, you know, a wallet or something like that. Some online wallet. I don't even like that. I don't even like the sound of that. I don't even really like wallets too much. Anyways, moving forward, Wall Street Journal still. Gold price hits seven-month high. 
Federal Reserve signals it might have reached the end of its rate increase cycle. Uh, this is dated January 30th, so it's a little old. But so what? We're talking about less, less than less than two weeks, less than a week and a half old. Gold prices edged higher last week, hitting their highest level since June, as the Federal Reserve signaled it may have reached the end of its latest series of interest rate increases. Hmm. That's interesting to me. Why do you think that happened? That's a good, you know, let's talk about that later. Still on the Wall Street Journal. Toyota is investing $500 million in Uber in driverless car packs. Automaker and ride hailing company will jointly work on driverless vehicle development as part of investment. Anybody who's, you know, you drive an Uber, you drive a Lyft, it's cool. Enjoy it while it lasts, y'all. Because ain't gonna be around for much longer, and I, you know, you know, you got you got some years, five years, maybe tops. But well, I say I say within the next ten, within ten years, people driving their own car, there's gonna be less people driving their own car than they are riding in driverless cars. I'll stand by that. Holler at me in ten. Toyota Motor Corp is investing about five hundred million dollars. That's half a billion into Uber Technologies as part of an agreement by the company to work jointly on autonomous vehicles aimed at improving safety and lowering transportation costs. Toyota investment, Toyota's investment values Uber at about $72 billion, slightly higher than where SoftBank Group Corp valued the ride-hailing company earlier this year with its funding, according to people familiar with the matter. So, you know, um, there's going to be more and more ways how you know, technology, algorithms, um, artificial intelligence starts really decreasing and edging in on different jobs and uh, available ways to make money for people. And you all can be on the lookout for the chip and universal basic income, UBI. And in order for you to get UBI, you're going to have to accept an implanted chip. Mark my words, man. So that's, you know, part of the reason why I do the foundation is to help as many people avoid that situation and other situations like, you know, your assets being seized or taken, um, you know, being sued, lawsuits, like, uh, you know, death and probate taxes, death taxes, multi-generational wealth, really, you know, independence and uh, being able to not depend on the public for sustenance, for you, to, you know, for you to get by. So, Janet Yellen says the Fed's next rate action may be a cut. Hold on, what? Traditionally, every time the Fed has raised interest rates, they've triggered a recession. Y'all can look this up, man. Look it up. Don't believe a word I say. I could be straight lying. I could be the most charismatic liar on the planet. Went to um, Juilliard and learned acting, and just I'm just the illest out here, just scamming people. You you might never know, so I always suggest that you look the stuff up and check it out for yourself. CNN Business Janet Yellen, she's the former chair of the Federal Reserve. She exited when Jerome Powell came in. This is amazing. Wall Street is anxiously reading the Federal Reserve's tea leaves about when it will next hike rates. Janet Yellen says the Federal Reserve could wind up cutting interest rates if the U.S. economy slows down. 
this is a quote, if global growth really weakens, and that spills over to the United States, where financial conditions tighten more, and we do see a weakening in the U.S. economy, it's certainly possible that the next move is a cut, the former central bank chair told CNBC today. today. Yellen said she expects the most likely outcome is solid growth in 2019, but she mentioned several risks, including weak economic data from China and Europe, as well as uncertainties about trade policy and Brexit. Yellen's remark, remarks came after the Federal Reserve suggested it might be done considering any rate hikes this year. Weeks earlier, the Fed suggested that as many as two increases were on the table. Yellen added that both outcomes are possible, meaning the Fed could also raise rates if conditions call for it, that is, if economic growth is strong this year and the labor market continues to tighten. Right now, though, she said it makes sense for the Fed to be patient, especially since those upside risks don't seem at all pressing. Or again, and Yellen said, we've seen wage growth move up some as the labor market has tightened, but not a lot. Yellen added, we're not seeing strong inflationary pressures, if any emerge. Okay, so here's the thing. Let's talk about seeing strong inflation. Inflation is really um, deflation. It's deflation of the value of the currency that you're using. So like Federal Reserve notes, it's, it's losing value. I want to ask you all a question. Have any of y'all noticed at all that the prices for maybe products at your grocery store or something like that are staying the same, but the actual item is getting smaller and weighs less? I don't eat this stuff, but, uh, you know, I got family who does. I used to eat them. Y'all know what I'm talking about, those, those Totino's pizzas, those things, you know, cheese, pepperoni, whatever. I didn't, I don't deal with the pork. But I used to just smash those. A, they were cheap. And B, they were pretty good with the crunchy crust, you know, you know, my people love crunchy, so you know I love crunchy. But um, family member came over this weekend, brought some Totinos. Them things is smaller than our man. Them things is smaller, and they squared them up. I don't know if they're trying to trick you, but they're, they're not the same size as they used to be. That's the first thing that's going to happen in the economy. Before prices really start to get out of hand and start raising, what you're going to notice is the the amount or the weight of the products you purchase is going to be decreased. Pay attention, please. Um, what was it? Whole Foods was caught up in this a few years ago. Look it up. Um, the, I think the Department of Justice, I think I'm pretty sure it was outside of New York, but they were checking and they, they had to pay fines and whatnot. But what's going to happen is the price is going to stay the same relatively. But as you move forward, the amount that you're purchasing, the weight is going to decrease. Pay to, just watch for it, y'all. I'm not, you know, just watch for it. Wall Street hates a lot of big retail stocks, still on CNN business. It's a good time to be a shopper because companies like Amazon, Walmart, and Target are keeping prices low. But that's terrible news for many other retailers and for consumer products companies whose goods they sell. By the way, um, these companies have gotten the green light to start raising prices um, and dealing with the government, the United States government. So they're going to do it slowly. But please understand, the prices for products and, um, and goods and services is going to start going up over the next few years. A bunch of S&P 500 stocks related to retail and consumer goods like Macy's, Campbell's Soup, and Hormel have more sell and hold ratings than buy recommendations. It's no secret that retail businesses have notoriously tiny margins. 
many companies tread water or even lose money for the first few months of the year and then make giant profits in the second half thanks to back to school and guess what? Black Friday and holiday shopping. You want to know why it's Black Friday, if y'all don't know? Corporations do like this. Uh, When a a corporation is not making a profit, it's losing money, the the company is called being in the red. The books are in the red. Um, When a company is breaking even or making a profit, it's it's called the company is in the black. Red is negative. Black is uh, even or positive when you're dealing with accounting um, lingo or jargon in business. So there you go. They, they, they call it Black Friday because that's if, you, if the company hasn't made a profit yet, it will on Black Friday. You're going to go into the black on Friday. You have a, you know, if, if, you know, you're a part of Black Friday. That's why them, them foods be opening on, on the, the, the little Thanksgiving holiday. They, they can't even, they don't even let these people eat no more. They got to go to work and stuff. Uh Rise of Amazon and digital shopping in general has made life even more difficult for prominent retailers. Fewer, fewer of those back-to-school and holiday shoppers are heading to physical locations. Uh, I call BS on that. They're going to blame a lot of this, um, this retail apocalypse that's going on in the United States and all over the world. They're going to blame it on online companies just kind of shift playing. Bottom line, this, this whole economy, world economy as far as consumerism is on a downtrend. And um, how, how far can you go? Uh, up in markets and in uh, business, profits, so on and so forth. Um, I, I found this an interesting. CNN business. Yo, this pff, pff. Sears, Toys R Us, and Jimboree might just be the tip of the iceberg. Financial institutions are bracing for more companies to default on debt. The heading of this, here come the defaults. Credit outlook darkens. Almost 75% of credit portfolio managers expect global corporate defaults will increase from very low levels in the next 12 months, according to a survey released on Thursday. Not a single respondent to the International Association of Credit Portfolio Managers survey anticipates default rates will drop. It's the worst quarterly outlook since mid-2009, during the depths of the Great Recession. Quote, we're finally starting to see a consensus. Most people think the turn of the cycle will be happening in the next year, end quote. This is Sam Lockloon, Executive Director at IACPM. Quote, we've been in a benign credit environment for a long time. It won't stay like that forever, end quote. None of this means defaults will spike to the levels experienced in the aftermath of 2008. Don't, don't freak out. We're not, we're not saying it's you know, going to be bad. We're just saying it. Rather, investors are acknowledging that the historically low levels of defaults will inevitably climb as economic growth slows. Everybody's calling for economic growth. I mean, um, slowing. Everyone's calling for that. Pundits, people who know this stuff. Things can't get much better. They can only get worse, said Lewin. 2018, global corporate defaults fell to four-year low of 82. According to S&P Global Ratings, U.S. defaults were also at the lowest since 2014. Credit rating firms are calling for modest but noticeable uptick in defaults this year. We believe we are incrementally closer to a turn of the credit cycle in 2019. I want y'all to know the credit is already tight. The credit is already tightening. It's tightening. It's tightening um, at the retail level, at the corporate level, and even at the consumer level right now. And my guy Toron L will let you know that. You know, he's been doing this for a while. And I told him it was coming. <laughs> I think I- I can't remember when I told him I was coming, man. I think it was last year I was like, or the year before. Man, it must have been last. No, I met Teron. Okay, so it must have been 
I think it was 2017, and I told him that the credit uh, the credit squeeze is going to start happening. And then I feel like last year, 2018, he was like, man, he was right. Uh, Sears Holdings filed for bankruptcy last October after years of shrinking sales and narrowly avoided liquidation this month. Children's clothing retailer Jimboree announced this week that it's making another trip to bankruptcy court. Toys R Us filed for bankruptcy in September 2017 as poor sales exposed hefty debt piled on by private equity firms. Bankruptcy serve as a fresh reminder of the elephant in the room during the recent market stress. U.S. companies have binged on a ton of debt to expand, fund acquisitions, and pay for massive share buybacks. While the last crisis was caused by massive household debt and over leverage on Wall Street, oh, oh, you're going to, whatever. Corporate debt is the central area of excess today. That makes it an obvious trouble spot for whenever the next recession strikes. That was CNN Business. Here comes the defaults. Name of that. Y'all got to check this out, man. Seriously, if you don't check out any of the current events I'm saying right now, you got to check this out. When seeing is no longer believing, CNN Business. Inside the Pentagon's race against deep fake videos, advances in artificial intelligence could soon make creating convincing fake audio and video known as deep fakes relatively easy making a person appear to say or do something they did not has the potential to take the war of disinformation to a whole new level. You understand what I'm saying? It's been possible to alter video footage for decades, but doing it took time, highly skilled artists, and a lot of money. Deep fake technology could change the game. As it develops and proliferates, anyone could have the ability, ability to make a convincing fake video, including some people who might seek to weaponize it for political or other malicious purposes. The Pentagon, through the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, or DARPA, is working with several of the country's biggest research institutions to get ahead of deep fakes. But in order to learn how to spot deep fakes, you first have to um, make them. This takes place at the University of Colorado in Denver, where researchers working on DARPA's program are trying to create convincing deep fake videos. These will later be used by other researchers who are developing technology to detect what's real and what's fake. <laughs> man, look, you can't even do And people be like, yo, I want to see proof. What's proof nowadays, man? Well, I showed you that video, man, that's a deep fake. Deep fake. Pay attention to that you know, terminology because it's not going anywhere. Last but not least, y'all hear about this FaceTime bug? No? Uh, CNN Business is telling you how to turn it off, how to avoid it. Um, Apple's eavesdropping bug. A newly discovered privacy bug in Apple's FaceTime software allows users to hear and see the person they are calling without the recipient even picking up. I heard about this? I hope so. The glitch impacts iPhones and iPads running iOS 12.1 and Apple PCs running macOS Mojave with the newly added group FaceTime feature. Apple confirmed it started disabling the group FaceTime features for all users, but the issue may still impact one-on-one FaceTime calls. And so the company rolls out a fix later this week. Here's how to disable the FaceTime on your Apple device. They're telling you to turn it off. They're telling you to turn it off. This is a big deal. Um, this is a very big deal. Look, look. 
I don't know why people didn't question when they started putting phones out that you can't take the battery out of it. I saw something. Man, I think it was on, it must have been on Reuters or something. You know, I wake up and, and check like 30 minutes of you know, international news every day. Um, and, uh, I mean, dude was talking about, like, you know, the only way you can stop the FBI from eavesdropping on your phone, because they can do it whenever they want. And Edward Snowden told y'all this. Uh, it's to take out the battery in these iPhones. You can't take out the battery. I mean, best thing you can do is open up your phone, pull the microphones, and use a, a headset. But who's really going to do that? I think we're all too lazy. Um, that's it for current events. Y'all need to pay attention. Going down. Welcome to the foundation.com. Y'all make sure y'all check it out. Um, sign up for the email list. We got a big, the email list is huge. I had no idea it was going to get this big so fast. I appreciate everyone who signed up. Thank you very much. I um, also want to say I appreciate, you know, uh, any of the new listeners. You know, we get new listeners all the time, and I always forget to say shout-out to the new listeners. So shout-out to the new listeners. Shout-out to the new callers. And shout-out to the OG, of course. Business trust versus business held by trust. Man, what am I talking about? First and foremost, I want to tell you this. The Internal Revenue Code does not recognize or has any understanding of what a business trust is. Which means the banks. Because, you know, they're connected with the... They're connected with the Treasury Department. And the Internal Revenue Service is the accounting arm of the Treasury Department. They don't know what you're talking about when you walk in there and say business trust. They get confused because the IRS doesn't doesn't recognize a business trust. There's no definition for business trust in the Internal Revenue Code. Well, business trust is like a misnomer, kind of. Maybe 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 to call it a private business entity or something would be more appropriate. But in my opinion, it doesn't matter. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Business trust versus business held by trust. So. The difference is, and I'm going to say it right off top, and you ain't going to have to wait. You know, I appreciate y'all sticking around for a current event. Bottom line is, the difference is, is you, you have a, a trust entity um, that it's the structure of the entity, the overall mission of the trust and purpose of the trust is actually an economic pur- purpose. So it's not a trust that's used for holding or titling assets, it's not a family trust. It's a a contract entity or trust that has an economic purpose or it transacts in specific business. Now, business, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, a trust can do business. A trust is a legal person. A trust is recognized to do business within the United States and in over 120 different countries. So it's a legal person. Um, you know, business trusts are, are, are private, and, you know, they can have a business purpose. So uh, basically, let me see, pulling out some notes. I was going to touch on this real quick. Trust. 
can 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 do business. They can uh, conserve properties, commercialize um, resources of property, um, extend and establish line of business in industry, or invest as is necessary. A business trust can also buy, sell, convey, or lease land for surface mineral rights, buy, sell, convey credit, mortgages, securities, bonds, notes, commodities, trade patents, trademarks, and copyrights. Conduct mail order businesses or branches or variations thereof. Operate stores, shops, factories, warehouses, or other trading establishments or places of business of any kind. Offer consulting or advisory services, farm, gardening, or perform any agricultural act. Allocate funds derived from any source. The charity, religion, education, research, accumulating, or other purposes, whether for immediate or future application, to be managed by the trustee. The trust may lay, collect, and withhold taxes from all income from whatever source derived and be used as the trustee's fit. Trust shall determine accounting methods and any withholdings, so on and so forth, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, a trust, you know, a contract entity can definitely, if it's, you know, allowed, within the contract and enter, it can partake in business activities. So that's where you get this term business trust. Why you hear it a lot. Business trust, business trust, business trust. There's over 80 different types of trusts. For real. The IRS only recognizes three separate types of trust. Simple, grantor, complex. When you're dealing with the IRS, it doesn't really matter. Is it a simple trust? Is it a grantor trust? Is it a complex trust? Each designation has its benefits or liabilities. And, you know, I highly suggest that you get, you know, hit me up, get involved in trustee training, or, you know, get involved in some type of training somewhere so you can get your hands on it. Um, I was talking to a brother earlier today, a um, friend of mine. I would say a friend of mine. We're, you know, I think we're becoming good friends. And, you know, he's not a trustee at the moment. But, he, you know, he's talking about how he was going to create his trust. I got a question. Anybody who's talking about um, I'm creating a, a private contract entity or business trust or whatever. And uh, what, they're, what they're doing is the initial funding of the private trust is public Federal Reserve notes. I don't understand that. I, that's cold. That's mixing public and private as far as I'm concerned. How, how are you going to have a valid private trust when it was funded by Federal Reserve notes? It's a good question. A business trust or a quote business trust can also hold business. And what I mean by that, you know, um, a, bit, a trust can own individual shares in different corporations. I think that's really the ideal position for a business trust. Now, the foundation is a trust. I, so L, am the trustee of the foundation. And the purpose of the foundation is an educational purpose. So it falls along the lines of charity, but it's not tax exempt. Other trusts can hold shares of corporations, dividend or income producing shares, that's what you call a business held by a trust. A business can own an entire, I mean, I'm sorry, a trust can own entire businesses, entire charters. 
or hold an entire business. Now, the business operates on its own, and, you know, the trust acts, acts as a parent entity or something of that nature. So two things, you can go straight into business with the trust. I mean, look, as long as what uh, the nature of the business to be uh, conducted is not one of those businesses where you need a, a license or a permit. Um, if you're a commercial uh, driver, you got a commercial driver's license and, you know, you drive trucks and stuff, it's always a better idea to, you know, have an LLC as the, you know, the company and, you know, drive to the LLC, then pass all the profits to the owner, which would be a trust. And then, you know, there's, there's benefits for doing it like that versus, um, you know, passing the income or profits to, you know, the owner straight from the corporation. There's definitely benefits um, for, you know, going from corporation to the trust and, you know, and, those are the benefits, you know, I definitely teach in um, the training. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that um, the IRS and those in the public are betting on. They're betting on that you have enough wherewithal to understand that trusts are necessary. Um, they're also betting on you don't have enough time to study properly. And when you do pass, that your heirs and successors aren't going to have enough knowledge to keep the estate out of probate. To, to protect the assets, and it'll be too late. Most people, you know, you heard the phrase, phrase rolling over in your grave. Imagine that. Um, and it's going to be due to lack of understanding, lack of knowledge. And why is that? Because there's really, it's really hard to ascertain correct information in the public regarding a private entity. Everybody's, uh, everybody's a, a guru. Everybody knows what they're talking about. You know, everybody's really smart and, you know, get to talking about stuff that you ain't really paid too much attention to. And, you know, I can sound smart right now. Start talking about stuff that you're not familiar with. And you'd be like, ooh, he's really smart. But the bottom line is, is it practical? Is what you're, is what you're learning and applying practical? Is it responsible? Are, you know, are you taking in consideration the heirs? Are, are your heirs going to have to deal with you passing? So now we got we got to deal with the loss of my mother or father or grandmother or grandfather or whatever. We got to deal with the loss. Like, I'm hurt right now. And on top of that, I got to try to figure out this goddamn raggedy estate. Excuse my language. But imagine that. Imagine mourning the loss of a family member whom you loved dearly. And at the same time, you don't have a chance to mourn because there's so many things that you have to take care of with regards to this property that was set up in these trusts or whatever. You don't know. You don't understand. I don't know where everything is. Um, you can pass and not have a proper uh, succession of the entities. Let's say you got a trust, right? It holds um, a brokerage account with a broker, uh, Schwab. Charles Schwab or Fidelity or what's the other one? There's another one. I can't remember the other one. But you got a brokerage account in the name of the trust. And, you know, maybe, you know, you got the, the indenture somewhere in a safe somewhere, right? So there's money in this account. But, you know, your heirs do not know the name of the trust. They don't even know it exists. 
because you didn't keep proper records or something like that. So not only do I have to mourn your death, but I have to go and try to find all your assets that you put in trust. To me, that's disrespectful, inconsiderate. And I'm not trying to be sitting here thinking about how I'm going to miss you and how I should have spent more time with you and all this other stuff. But being concerned about, you know, this this ramshackle estate, estate you set up. And you got people coming in, like they're coming in, taking cars and stuff. They, they just sold the house. I thought this was your house. Well, it's not in his name. Okay, what name is it in? And that's what I'm saying. Most of these gurus, I don't like that word, but most of these cats out here talking about who trust this, trust that, um, are really playing on people's ignorance because it's really hard to go verify private information. Um, how do you verify a trust that isn't registered with the state? It's not registered with the Better Business Bureau. It's private. How? This stuff can get very serious. So, you know, when we're dealing with proper administration, it's important to understand these types of nuances. So you'd be like, oh, it's a business trust, business trust. I had a client um, go into the, to the bank, and I told him, I was like, just walk in there and tell them you want to open a trust account. That's it. Just say trust account. Well, they went in there and said business trust. Confused the mess out of the, uh, the banker. So the banker's looking to open a, a business account. And then, you know, my client hands them, you know, the trust indenture. And they got shut down. I think they had to go to a different branch or something because they burnt that one up. And I mean, it got open, but I just want to be real with y'all. Technically, there's no such thing as a business trust. It's a trust that is um, doing business or, or is set up or established or purposed. To transact in some sort of business, mail order business, uh, uh, laborers, you know, temp, a lot of temp, temp agencies, a lot of those are set up in trust. Uh, there's a lot of different things you can do. Business, a trust can actually do business. A trust can actually go set up a bank account and actually do business, set up a PayPal account, set up a Square account, set up a merchant account. It's a legal person, so it can, it can do pretty much, and it can do anything a, a, pers- a real person can do, or a corporate person can do. And business, you know, a business held in trust, bottom line, like, you know, my clients, and I'll put that out there, you know, uh, we look at uh, IRS Publication 15B, and designate the ownership according to, you know, I want to say science, but, you know, logic, how about like that? You, you can find it in 15B. I'm not going to say it on air, but you can find it. You read publication 15B a couple times, you'll be like, I think this is what he's talking about right here. Because this is talking about ownership, and this is a percentage. I think this is what Soul was talking about right here. And then, you know, the trust receives the, the, the profits corporations, you know, are different than individuals, so our trusts. You know, individuals, they get a job, you get a job, um, you get your check, they already took taxes out of it. Corporations, trust ain't like that. Uh, a corporation pays its expenses first, and then anything left over is usually distributed to shareholders, and then anything left over after that is up for taxation at the corporate rate. 
more often than not, you got these corporations are distributing all of the taxable income. They're expansion all the taxable income that they legally can, and they're distributing the rest to the shareholders. So the corporation itself isn't paying any taxes. That's why you'll hear every once in a while, oh, the corporations need to pay their fair share of taxes. And the owners of these corporations need to pay their fair share of taxes. I mean, what is a fair share of taxes? Who, who determines what that is? Fair share of taxes, in my opinion, is sales tax, that's it, maybe. And even then, sometimes, I might pull out my taxes in. I be. Or, you know, purchase, you know, if I'm doing business through the foundation, which is tax exempt. But you know, you know the internal revenue code. You know what you're doing. You study. It's not about, about watching YouTube videos and just trying some crap. But actually, like you know, verify. Um, trusting, but verify. Going back and studying for yourself. Doing your own due diligence so you can have your own foundation. So if you are approached by an internal revenue service agent or the comptroller of currency or you know someone on behalf of the attorney general or you know whatever. You have your own knowledge base and foundation so you can rebut and combat what they're saying to you. And understand how to handle it. Many trusts with proper jurisdiction invoked in the indenture with all the constitutional protections have been breached due to the lack of knowledge of the trustees or the administrators. Not the trust fault, the trustees' fault. And they're acting in that fiduciary capacity. Well, what's the difference? You know, I say, like I said, if, if it's business that doesn't require a license or some sort of permit, maybe you want to, you know, conduct the business straight through the trust. Quote, business trust. A trust that is uh, set up and specifically purposed for business. Business, for income, stuff like that. So, so, the, these things of the like. You can do that. Or, you know, a lot of times, more in my opinion, I'm more of a person. Unless you're doing something straight private, I'm more of a person where it's like, you know, hey, why don't we just, you know, do have an LLC properly classified um, with election on a federal level, have it owned majorly by the business trust or, you know, the trust, and let's operate through the LLC, you know, through the limited liability protections of the actual statutory entity. Uh, and of course, you know, any profits or majority of profits or profits are going to be passed to the, the shareholder or the owner. And who is that? That's the trust. Why is this beneficial? Um, a, I'll say it can it conduces to privacy. I don't know. Maybe you do want to walk up to people and be like, "Yeah, make that check out to this trust." Maybe, maybe, maybe you do. I don't personally. I don't want people to be privy to the information that I'm administering trusts. Um, I want to let this information out as little as possible. I like doing um, business with an LLC in the front and you know, trust or several trusts in the back. As you know, managing members or owners, shareholders, however you, you know, designate. And number two, it's a long list, but I only say two reasons. It's a trust, a contract entity, 
does not owe its existence to legislation, therefore it's not governed by legislation. The proper uh, contract, trust indenture, you're not going to get any type of credit on it. It's not going to happen. Good luck. Too powerful. Um, it's going to go through underwriting. It's going to get rejected. It's going to, you know, they're going to look through, le- they're going to send to legal. You can look into get a credit card or something like that. They're going to send it through to legal and it's going to be rejected. It's too powerful of an entity and offers too many protections for them to take on that risk for credit. So you're not going to get, unless the trust has assets that you're willing to collateralize for uh, credit, which is silly. If you got, if we have actual substance out of the public into the private, why would we bring it back into the public by collateralizing for a debt? If it's that, if it's like that, just sell it and use the cash. Hey, to each their own. But as I was saying, notoriously difficult, notoriously difficult to get any type of financing in a in a in a business trust, a properly structured trust. Notoriously difficult. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. What usually happens is uh, you know the trustees get you know credit card or financing and they assign that to the trust through a contractual assignment. You know that's another thing. You know that's what we teach in trustee training. I mean, pretty much anything from the standpoint of surviving an audit is the, the way we approach trustee training here on the foundation. Um, if you stick with it, you know, I, I can almost guarantee, almost guarantee, I can't get legal advice and I'm not an attorney. You know, but I can almost guarantee any one of the trustees who do their diligence, do their studies, and stand on what they're supposed to. It's not going to have a problem with talking to any IRS agent, anyone in the public. It's not going to have a problem. That's the way I come at trustee training. Not all, you know, uh, candy and, and fruit punch theories as far as I'm concerned. And on top of that, you know, um, if you're not properly educated, how can you properly educate your successors? Who are your successors? These are your children, nieces, your nephews, friends, your family. Wherever you decide to be successors, really. But more often, more, more often than not, they're not going to be interested in hitting up so L. So it's up to you to train them. Now, you know, your, your daughter, your son, they'll listen to what you're saying. I respect you as a parent. Well, I, I trust they do. You, know? you introduce this young enough, um, make it important. I remember my my daughter, someone in a job. We went back and forth for a minute, and she got a job at this coffee shop, and she came um, in my office. And sought my opinion, not an opinion, it wasn't an opinion. She basically told me, like, you know, they're asking for my social, what I do. They listen, children listen. They definitely listen to you. So, you know, understand the difference between, you know, a business trust and a business held by trust. I think it's, it's pretty fundamental. But, you know, we're dealing with information that isn't readily available to the public. And that's done on purpose. It's purposely done that way. Uh, this is critical. Uh, understanding how to structurally structure your private estate properly. It, it makes a big difference. Um, some some people make. So I mean, I had a client who said he, you know, or one client said, well, I got another client who said they pay. He paid over a hundred some thousand dollars in taxes. Before he got restructured 
And then, you know, this last season, I was like, you talked to your accountant. He was like, yeah. He was like, well, how much are you going to look to pay in taxes this year? And he kind of laughed. And he's like, it's looking like uh, none, but I think I'm going to pay like five or 10000 just so I don't feel funny. And that's up to you. If you want to volunteer to pay taxes, go ahead. But, I mean, I understand it's your first year and you're probably a little nervous, but just let it be natural. That's what I tell most of my clients. Let it be natural. Let it be normal. Let it be like everything. Let let it be like, hey, I, this is what it is. It's how it's been. And it, you know, it's natural to me now. Maybe maybe your life was a certain way before you, quote, went private. But after you go private, it's going to change. And, you know, let it be natural. Business trust versus business held by trust. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a specific situation. Me personally, I administer both types of entities. Uh, a business trust that holds ownership, shares, corporate shares, and stuff like that, income-producing, you know, assets, paper assets, dividend-producing assets. Also, you know, administer a trust that the trust itself um, conducts the business and interfaces with the public. That's the foundation. The foundation is definitely a trust. Please believe it. Um, I Frequency Radio Network is a trust. Uh, and you know as you come more in, into this information the more you look around the more you're going to realize that man a lot of this stuff is most of the stuff at a certain levels is structured in trust and um, I just want to say don't don't feel stupid and don't don't be too hard on yourself just uh, it's hard to know things that aren't explained to us or that are never explained to us. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bottom line, you know, bottom line. It's important to know what you're doing. It's important to, maybe you got, uh, you bought a package from some guru and they gave you 17 steps to go private. It's very important to do research and education beyond the 17 steps that you were given by that guru. Whether they're relevant or not, whether they will work or not, doesn't matter. Do not depend on one source of information when it comes to private administration of private entities. Do not. Don't sell yourself short. It's, 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 really too bad when you see these things. It's too bad. Like, the crypto dude who died and 130-something million is caught up. Like, people don't know how to get it. Like, I mean, that stuff, that's a trust, man. He's a grantor of a trust. He created it. I mean, technically, it's a company. But think about it. He's a grantor of a trust. And he also was a trustee. And he he had all the, the information and didn't write any of it down. Or the keys or something like that. Now, um, his lack of proper business or administration is affecting a lot of people and their finances. It's important not only to know what you're doing and maximize your resources, it's also important to properly administer what you're doing. 20% Oh.
I just wanted to touch on this pat this deduction. <laughs> There's this um Alt Altman A L T M A N Associates dot net. They got this thing called uh the best irrevocable trust asset strategies for twenty eighteen. Um they say an irrevocable trust is a common estate planning tool because it provides an estate tax exemption and the taxable assets are removed from the estate. However, the new federal tax reform legislation adopted in 2017 more than doubled the estate tax exemptions in 2018, a significant increase that prompts a second look at existing irrevocable trusts and estate plans in general. With an irrevocable trust, <clears throat> the grantor transfers assets into the trust. Okay, so the assets, are they public? You, if you create a, a private trust, is it public assets that the grantor is transferred? Or how about this? If you actually know what you're doing. Is it public ass? Uh, I'm sorry. Is it public assets that the exchanger is exchanges into the trust? Move forward and removes all rights of ownership to both the assets and the trust. That's irrevocable. So the grantor has no <coughs> excuse me power to revoke the trust and doesn't have any ownership to the assets or the trust itself. An irrevocable trust cannot be modified or terminated without the permission of the trust beneficiary. The financial benefit of an irrevocable trust as part of an overall estate plan is that it removes the assets from the grantor's taxable estate and alleviates the tax liability of incomes of the income assets on the grantor. Irrevocable trust may include assets such as investments of business, life insurance policies, cash, and other assets. <coughs> These fools are trying to make money. New federal law passed by Congress in December 2017 increases the exemption amount for estate gift and generation skipping taxes, creating a tremendous opportunity to reap tax savings. The previous estate exemption was $5.49 million. Under the new law, the threshold for tax exemption jumped to $11.18 million. for tax years 2018 to 2025. A common estate tax exemption trap. One common estate tax exemption trap is a will that establishes a trust linked to an outdated federal or state exemption amount. <coughs> this is why you want to be careful on how you word um, your trust. And that's, you know, I would work with the professionals. So email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. For example, a New Yorker has assets in his own name, $11 million. His current will, the one he had drawn up in 2011 when the federal estate tax exemption was raised, $5 million leaves the exemption amount in a trust for his kids in the first marriage and the rest to his current wife. But if he dies, the kids' trust would get everything in his wife's zip. If New York exempts only $5.25 million from its own estate tax, Accidentally, the full $11 million to the kids will incur a $1,226,800 state estate tax bill. That's if they go straight to the heirs. If you're smart, you're going to create a different entity and you know, pass it through there. Trust lawyers are now busy figuring out ways to exploit the law's new tax break for qualified business income, QBI. 
While there are various restrictions on claiming the break at higher income levels, the provision allows singles with total income of less than 157500 all of us, right, to avoid income taxes on 20% of their profits from a sole proprietorship from farming or from a pastor, such as a partnership or an S corporation. At the last minute, tax writers gave the 20% exclusion to trust with income of less than $157,500 as well. For example, if a marketing business earns about $1.6 million a year from it, you can set up a eight you can set up eight separate non-grantor trusts for three kids and give and five grandkids. Then give each trust ten percent of the new business after the entrepreneur takes a reasonable salary. Each trust should be left with about one hundred fifty thousand a year in past profit. Each of eight trusts can shield twenty percent or thirty thousand for federal income tax, avoiding tax on a total of two hundred forty thousand dollars. They're talking about using trusts to avoid the deduction cap, evaluating existing estate plans. This this is something I found in the public. But, you know, the business trust, you know, quote, business trust, you know, there's a 20% exclusion on income that was just put into, you know, the tax law. That's what I tell my clients. Like, when you're structured in the same entities that the elite in this country and effectively the world are structured in, you can be safe because rest assured that the elite are not going to legislate against themselves. They'll legislate against you all day, not against themselves. So if you're structured in the same way as the elite, you're good. And then, you know, this tax reform, they do 20% exclusion at trust. Hey, that's better than, you know, what I first understood about trust. And that's, that, that, that proves my point. Um, they will never legislate against themselves. Ever. So it's up to you. Business trust versus business held by trust. Like I said, if there's a if there's a permit or a license or something like that, you're probably going to want to do that through the business and have it being held by trust. But, you know, if it's not, if it's non-permitted work, I mean, if you're working with food, you know, you probably want to do that through the, through the company. Got you know uh, health inspectors and all that stuff. You know, hey, you don't you don't want to do all these different cons. You're going to lose con constitutional protections by doing all this stuff with your with your trust. So you know, do it with the company and then have it held. Uh, all of it, 100%, majority, minority doesn't matter. Have it held by you know your trust. That's completely feasible. No, I'm not. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not giving you legal advice, but that's you know that's what I'm looking at. And um, you know uh, other 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 enterprises that aren't you know subject to you know permits, licenses, or you know any type of you know serious regulation, you can you can transact that straight to the trust. <clears throat> you have constitutional protections. Um, you know people will be like, well, the trust is uh, it's not a, a legislative entity. So it can't be sued in Article One Court. Uh, technically, that's right. But if your trust contracts with a public entity, that contract can be brought into Article One Court. And if you lose that case, according to the contract, the administrator can institute penalties and you know whatever, however they want to do it. So you know that's kind of a nuance right there. 
So, you know, I would say the only contract the trust has is, you know, to be a shareholder. You're just going to, you know, you're going to ensure the protections of the entity. We got about five minutes left. We got less than five minutes left in the broadcast. I doubt. I got a serious, like, splitting headache. So I don't know if I'm going to go to any phone lines um, this evening. But, you know, I will go over a little bit. So if you are checking this out on the Internet and you are not called into the show, you might want to do so. 424-25250. And you know, once we start streaming, you won't, you will not be disconnected. You'll be able to, you know, stick with us. <clears throat> I mean, everything else is just, uh, you know, nuances, I guess. Whichever one is best for you, you might have your estate set up to where you know you have a trust that hold that's holding, you know, uh, dividend-producing assets, you know, bears, so on and so forth. And you have another trust that's straight up doing business. It's contracting, you know, straight up through the public doing business on its own. And as a trustee, you're executing that indenture. I mean, you, you can do that. It's just, you know, whatever situation is best for uh, the overall benefit to be realized is, you know, the situation I would go. Who knows what's wrong? <clears throat> And um, I think a lot of people don't know, you know, or aren't privy to the fact that, you know, your your trust can hold public shares. Your trust can go to, you know, brokerage houses, you know, Charles Schwab, Fidelity, set up a trust account and buy shares in Apple and other companies, Facebook. Amazon and whatever company you want. The trust can do that. The trust can purchase assets that produce income. The whole point of the trust or quote business trust is to grow the asset base of the estate. So there's, you know, there's flexibility in this, in this entity, you know what I'm saying? It's all known that, you know, a lot of you know, uh, elite people, elite families, uh, elite businessmen, specifically Mark Zuckerberg, uh, he was he was buying up land a couple of years ago. I think it was either Washington or California because he wanted to own his own neighborhood. And he was buying up land through what they were in the... In the in the paper, not the paper, in the article, they were saying he was buying up land with, um, what do you say? They said private or nondescript LLC. But when you look at the, um, the articles of organization of these LLCs, the members or owners were trusts. And, you know, it was a weird, weird name, trust, or whatever, but I mean, and pull the pull the filing. I pulled the filing, and you know, I saw that one of them, the members, was a trust. Now, a lot of times the members are listed in the operating agreement, so you're not going to find it on the Secretary of State's website. I mean, most of the time, all they want is organizers for you know a corporation of the Secretary of State. 
Because an organizer is not an owner. An organizer is not a shareholder. An organizer is not an executive. An organizer is just someone who organizes a corporation. <clears throat> Think about that. Think about what I'm saying. And on top of that, Secretary of State recognizes privacy. You can walk into the Secretary of State and organize a corporation, and they do not ask for identification. That's interesting. But yeah, most of the times these, you know, um, you know, articles of incorporation, things like this, they uh, they don't show the members. I think uh, I think I pulled it from an SEC filing or something like that. Because, you know, um, different companies, they file with the SEC. They got to file bank statements and ownership and all this other stuff. And, you know, it's a good way to ascertain whether or not a business is worthy of investing in by looking at their SEC filing. If you know what you're doing, you can pretty much figure out some stuff. I mean, once you get to the trust, it's it's hard because it's private. And it's hard to figure out who who's running it, who the trustees are. Here, especially if they know what they're doing, you're never going to know who the beneficiaries are. Never. You never will. Ever. The trustees, if the administrators know what they're doing, never. And it's really just you know it's it's a it's the private entity. We're here on the foundation. We're all about the entity. What entity are you using? What uh, tax return are you filing? Oh, it's a straw man. It's the debtor. Bam. What does it say on a tax return? It says individual. Probably, you should probably understand what an individual is. Man, I got some jewels, man. You know, for, for everyone that sat here, pull this out. Everyone sat here, checked out the whole show. You know, I love y'all. So let me see if I can draw some jewels. I'm not even going to say this, man. Um... Downs uh, versus Bidwell, B-O-W-N-E-S versus Bidwell, B-I-D-W-E-L-L. I should look up that case. Jones versus Temer. Jones versus Temer, T-E-M-M-E-R, A29 space F period space S-U-P-P space one two. Too sick. And I got one more. I got one. I got Because, you know, I just appreciate y'all. Because, you know, I study every day. You know, I write stuff down. I take fucking things on people. Um. Y'all should check out the Congressional Record, June 13, 1967, page 15,641 to page 15,646. June 13, Right here, individual Wheeling W H E E L I N G Steel Corp versus Fox F O X two nine eight space U S space one nine three comma space eight zero space L E D 
space one one four three comma five six space S period C T space seven seven three. Talking about the individual in that one. You know, get your learn on. Invest in your private education. All right, so yeah, that's about it, y'all. I got a splitting headache. I love y'all. Um, oh man, I don't know what's going on. Y'all um, have a great, great week. Put yourself in a position to win, and you know, dedicate yourself to you know putting yourself in that position to win, and putting your your family in a position to win. I'm gonna tell you this though. This information is you're gonna have problems. You're gonna be tested, and I'm gonna tell you this. If you have people in your life, friends, family, whatever, and you want to keep them in your life, you got to be very careful whether or not you start talking to them about this stuff because it could change relationships, lose people in your life. Most people are not interested in this stuff. Like, you got to think of when you rise in awareness and you you wake up, think of, like, uh, those really, really devout Christians or Jehovah's Witnesses. That's what you seem like to people. Like a really crazy Christian talking about, I want you to be saved, accept Jesus Christ and you as your Lord and Savior, or those Jehovah's Witnesses that be knocking on your door all the time, trying to get you to come to the Kingdom Hall and check out this watchtower, all this other stuff. They mean well. They mean well. And in their heart, in their heart, what they're doing is out of love. You know, they truly believe that they have the truth and they can pass the truth on to you and save you, save you. But we all know, most of us know that that stuff is annoying and disrespectful. That's how you look, man. Coming to this private knowledge and you're not being aware of how you're interacting with people around you, family, friends, loved ones, whatever. You're going to start looking like a a crazy uh, Christian or one of them crazy, you know, super heavy Jehovah's Witnesses or whatever, you know, whatever religion where, you know, people just go too hard. But I want, you know, be aware of that as you transition. Don't nobody want to hear what you're talking about. Talking about trust and and commerce and, 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 you know, different venues and oh do you understand the difference is a separation of powers and stuff like man most people are adults when they got out of high school or college they were like I'm done learning anything that I don't want to learn so you have this this mentality of people who are adverse to learning things they want to stay in a little bubble so be careful be careful how you interact with people read the uh, what is it, 48 laws of power one of, one of them I can't remember the number is you know, you think how you think, but talk like everybody else. And you're going to have a lot less issues. At the same time, you're going to raise your vibration. You're going to raise up. You're going to have higher standards. So maybe those people aren't going to last around you anyways. But either way, man, stick to your guns. Sisters, stick to your guns. And, you know, consistency and dedication is going to get you across that finish line. Whatever you want, it's yours. You got to go get it, though. And you, people, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. You'll never have time unless you take it. Or make it, but you can't make time, right? But you can take time out of your day or out of your activities to do something and to effectuate 
positive change in your future and in your present for yourself and your family and your friends. It's up to you. Welcome to the foundation.com. At the very least, sign up for the email list, PDF section. You can just learn, you know, uh, download one print. I suggest printing them off, not having them in your phone. If you're reading it from your phone, you get a notification from Facebook, notification from, um, you know, your, uh, your Instagram or your Snapchat, you know, someone texts you, someone calling you, you're getting voicemail, uh, you're getting an email. Like, that's not, it's not, it's not where you want to, you know, study is on your smartphone. So I suggest, you know, you download the stuff and print it off. If it's not too many pages, and if it is too many pages, pages, maybe you, uh, you know, buy a used Android device or used iPad, download the actual file on the actual device so you don't need an internet connection. But when you're reading on a device, you're not interrupted. At least you have some options with regards to being interrupted. You know, maintaining focus, being consistent and dedicated is the only way to do it. I'm serious. This is a lifestyle. If you're not interested in changing your lifestyle, just let this be entertainment. Because, I mean, it's cool. You know, you can know some stuff. You can be at work and say some stuff that blows everybody's mind. And like, oh, you're real smart. And you go home feeling good. Fine. Whatever. But those of you who are for real, it's a lifestyle change. It's a paradigm shift. And it's a lifetime. It's a lifestyle change. But it's going to automatically, automatically, you know, at a certain point, it's going to raise your quality of life for you and those around you. You have to grind how most won't so you can live how most can. So, um, I swear I get more text during the show than any other time. <clears throat> um, yeah, so, I mean, think about it. Just think about it, you know. Um, welcome to the foundation.com. You know, you ain't got to make, you know, I'm not a salesman. I just, I make offers. I'm an educator. I offer, you accept, or I offer, you don't accept either way, whatever. You know, um, my job is to, you know, be a, uh, what is it? What do you call it? Gay, I'm a gatekeeper, y'all, let's be honest. One of many, but I'm definitely a gatekeeper when it comes to private information. So, you know, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. You know, I, I, corporate structure and private wealth management. You want to set up your business, you want to structure it properly, you want to manage your wealth properly, you want to set up your, you know, your estate properly, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Let's get started. Only thing you can do is do it. Other than that, you know, I definitely appreciate y'all, you know, been at this for over three years. I've been on high frequency for over three years, y'all. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. I, you know, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. <clears throat> and, you know, I do this for y'all. So y'all have a great, great, great week. You know, um, don't hesitate to get into those, to, you know, trusty training. At the very least, just, just email me. You know, email me. You're going to be setting up your family for multiple, multiple generations. I think that's worth some sacrifice. So, you know, enjoy yourself. Like I said, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. At the very least, sign up for the email list. Y'all can email me. Um, uh, I'm sorry. You can email me at admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You can go to welcome to the foundation.com. You can sign up for the email list. Um, check, check out the PDF section. You know, just start learning. Let's start learning some stuff. 
that we're not told to learn by teachers or some authority, alleged authority figure. And let's, you know, let's start learning some stuff that is going to help us and help our future and help our family. It's very important. This stuff is coming. Um, this economic stuff, this, this whatever you want to call it, crash, reset, whatever, it's coming. Uh, can't nobody really tell you when, but it's coming. And the longer it takes to come, the more time you have to get set up properly. And don't be one of those people like, man, I was listening to soap for two years, and man, I should have did something, but now it's too late. It's, this happened and whatever. But the wealth transfer is happening right now. And are you going to be on the receiving end of that? Completely up to you. Well, y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. But be honest with yourself. You got shit to work on. And you're not that dope. None of us are. But, you know, what separates us from others is not how we look, how much money we have, um, how much clout we have, how, how, how nice a car you have. The only thing that separates you from other people is what you do and what you don't do. So think about that. Think about it. I love y'all. Y'all have a great week. I've said it many times. I'll talk to you soon. In the meantime, keep studying, keep studying, keep studying. Hit me up. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Peace to the God. Doing this thing all the way live. High frequency radio.